Vitamin Dice is an actual play RPG podcast made by adults for adults. Things can get pretty rowdy around this year game table, and it is not appropriate content for children. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Welcome back to A New World, a 5th edition campaign presented by Vitamin Dice. I am your dungeon master, Valandil Man, and today I am joined by... Hello once again, I am Caden Wise, playing Kyul and Unakai Zuolti. I'm Josh, and I am playing your favorite dwarf, Aelig. Hello, I'm Connor Mann, and I play Elsie Wayward. Hello there, I am Frankie, and I am playing Bass Botros. And hi everyone, I'm Phoenix, and I'm playing Dr. Belmore. Finally away from that microphone. I know, good fucking god. Jeez. That's all I had, I'm so mad, but like also, I'm glad that I had anything at all, so... It, so it honestly sounds better on the recording than on Discord. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. It's, it's just like, not as good as, you know, we would wish it to be. Yeah, not as good as I hoped it would be, but I've been sick for a month and a half. Woo. Well, we're glad you're feeling better. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Last time on A New World, our party got into a conflict with some native Nyasarians who were Impesca worshippers. It was a group of warriors wielding spears. During the fight, Elsie sort of snapped and just sort of savagely brutalized one of them. Went sicko mode. <laughs> um, after the fight, uh, they sort of talked about it, and everybody grew grew closer as friends after it got processed a little bit. A little bit. And then we were on to the holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> Just after um, that fucking murder. Yeah. The group came to the realization that Uthade is a hidden city, and with the specialized expertise of Dr. Belmore and Aelig, they were able to find the entrance to the hidden city, and they discovered Uthade. When they got there, it was in the middle of the celebration for Candle Nights, and after finding a room at the inn, everybody played a round of Secret Star King. That's pretty much the hits. We all got some lovely gifts. And it was cute. I, I really enjoyed that one. That will bring us to now. Now that we're past the holiday special, Elsie, go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. Uh, is this this the same night? Can be. Okay, yeah, because Elsie wants to do something before she goes to bed. But I All will right. gladly make a constitution saving throw. Is that what you said? Yes. Don't fuck up. Oh, you <laughs> fucked up. I See, what you're it. supposed to say there, Caden, is say fuck up. You know, just... Oh, you're um, using, are you going to use a point? Yeah, I'm going to use an inspiration for this. Fair enough. <clears throat> there you go. Let's go. Break a leg. Oh, there we go. Good. There 19. we go. Ah, 19 instead of 6. Okay, so yes. in that case, <laughs> the... Uh, was that Maddie? That was so cute. That is Maddie. The illness that you had started to contract when you made that recent trip through the jungle has not progressed yet. Yet, he says. All right. You don't suffer any negative benefits at the moment. Oh, boy. Dun, dun, dun. 
<laughs> now here's the question: Do you realize that you are infected with the disease? I do not know. I mean, I said at the I said at the time, like the next day, you felt like a little under the weather or something. Oh, like I do. Mm-hmm. So you would know something's up. Okay. At least. You might not know the severity. Probably, yeah. You're so ignorant to what the possibilities are. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> so as everyone is like, I, I guess everyone is like moving towards bedtime after secret stalking is done. Elsie is going to go outside the inn. What's outside the inn? The sky? I don't um, know. She's, well. Dem stars? Is the, <laughs> She's going to just look for like a little isolated place, probably behind the inn. It's the middle of the candlelight celebration, so outside the city is bustling. Uh, it'll be a little bit difficult to find sort of an isolated area. What's behind the inn? Looks like behind the inn is another street, and, uh, you know, there might be some stalls over there, other businesses. Did we see anything like a park anywhere in this whole city so far? You haven't really seen anything like that. It's not entirely clear whether the concept of a of urban parks is uh, really part of the culture here. Mm-hmm. We're near a type, like a river, right? Yeah. So maybe I'll go down there. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's crowds by the river, um, but there's certainly people who also had the idea. It might be nice during candlelight to go down to the river. I think there's probably lights hung up, you know, over the stream. And, you know, maybe there's some people taking a midnight dip. Yeah. So I'm just going to go somewhere along the river that's not like... As populated? Yeah. Just not, just anywhere that's not like somebody right next to me, basically. I think maybe you find yourself coming down this way. Uh, and then I'm just going to sit down on the beach or whatever. And I look up to the stars and just sit and search for a minute. Cora, are you up there? I can't see you anymore. I looked for you in limbo, but those stars are different. I know these stars, though. These are the stars from home. I can see the spot where you're supposed to be. Can you come out from where you're hiding? I finally made some friends. They're really nice to me. Even though I don't deserve it. We'll be together again. No matter what it takes. And I just quietly walk back to the inn. Big fucking sad dog. <laughs> oh my god. Emotions. I love it. <laughs> Does anybody else do something before they go to bed? No, probably not. Not me anyways. I think Belmore is going to stay up until Elsie is gone. Or Elsie is back. Like, he saw her leave and was like, I'm going to make sure that she actually makes it back here. So as soon as he sees her... He's probably not going to speak. He's just going to walk over and gently like pat her shoulder and then gesture with his head to like, come on, let's, let's go. Let's go lay down. It's late. And you look stressed. We could talk about this later. Uh, I will follow. Congratulations. You have an accountability buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get the one that's like all of our shared room? Like I the think seven we got the one, one where it's a bunch of beds in one room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we did. I think you did get a room with seven beds in it. Yeah. Because we wanted to be so, close. We're friends. Is anybody else in the room? 
Like in the group, is anybody in our room besides me? It would. Jill, it would this would Unikai. probably be right after the Secret Stalking is done. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. So Elsie is not in there right now. And Belmore isn't. We're in a tavern slash inn. Is there like a like a fireplace in the common room or something? Yeah, there's probably something like that. Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm just like chilling over there because it's warm. Deal. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, you seem like you wish to be alone. Uh, but I've been trying to provide a uh, suitable item for each member of the party that I might infuse. And while the others were easier to find, I have, uh, I've been stumped with what to give you. Uh, there's only so much I can make in my current skill set. But I have a couple of options, if you would like to hear them. Sure. Well, I have the ability to enchant your mask to be able to see in the darkness. I can also grant you the ability to breathe underwater. Or something that can help to detect magic or secrets. If any of these things might interest you. Secret door or trap is within 30 feet of you. So it detects that. That's actually probably a good thing for us to have. if If that is what you wish, to have a thing of trap detection you know how uh occasionally unpredictable i can be Uh, this is very true so it might not be a terrible idea very well um you know what i think your mask might be an interesting choice for this if you wouldn't mind me seeing it sure i hand it to you he takes the mask takes out the silver hammer he just sort of places it on a small side table and he gives he sort of waves his hand and begin there's these like arcane runes in the gith language that just be apparate out of nowhere and just begin to rotate for a second and there's like just a singular rune at the center he place places it on the table takes the hammer and does a, a light swing down through the rune through the ring onto it and you see all the magic just sort of consolidate onto the mask and then just disappear. There we go. Whoa. How'd you do that? Trade secret, I'm afraid. It's, well, thank you. Yes, it's nothing. It's just uh, Unikai and the other artifices taught me quite a bit while I was back home. Rune magic is the best use for quick enchantments, things that don't necessarily last forever, but will retain their enchantment so long as I'm <laughs> still alive. So yes, so long as, you know, I don't choose to disenchant it just on a whim, you will be fine. All right, well. Sounds good. I hope you have a good night, Bust, and uh, rest well. I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I am excited. The city seems fascinating. You'll get up and we'll actually adjourn to bed. The next day. Oh, and then it was it was in question, I think, if that is considered a mechanical long rest or just a narrative one. It, you may mechanically benefit from a short rest. Very well. I'm just going to spend a hit die. I have eight points missing. Oh, I, nice. will, <laughs> I will take it. Oh. Um, Do you want to spend a hit die? Yeah, I'll spend okay. a hit die. You got a wow. one as well. Hey, at least. So great. Yeah, we're doing great, guys. You know what? Yes. Just, just for funsies, let's let's do this. Hey, look at that! I'm back to full. Hey, fuck you! Great. <laughs> I needed that. Sorry. <laughs> you wake up and uh, there's nothing pressing 
that you're supposed to do, you sort of can do as you will. Whatever we want. I think maybe you get a note. Matlal, the innkeeper, gives you a note, gives it to Dr. Belmore. It's written in Undercommon, which you can read. And uh, it, it says, um, hello, Dr. Belmore. Uh, my name is Marathis. We met in Aurangzab. Aurangzab isn't around anymore, and as such, I have fled as a refugee here to the capital city of Uthaid. If you would like to connect with me, I am now working as a scribe in the Loremaster's library. It is not pressing, but if you wish, I would like to speak with you. P.S. If at all possible, uh, please do not bring the stranger. Your friend, <laughs> Marathis. <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. You, do you read this out loud to the rest of us? I think, so he gets the note and he reads it. Yeah. And then as like we're sitting down for breakfast, he gets to that end part, he gets to the P.S. And he like physically snorts. And just starts <laughs> laughing. <laughs> oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what is so funny, Belmore? I got a letter from an old friend. And... <laughs> the postscript. Uh, <clears throat> P.S. Like, you know, long story short, don't bring the stranger. <laughs> <laughs> So this is someone we have both met. What did I ever do to them? I feel uh, like I have been nothing but cordial. I think it's mostly because it was, we visited them and then the next night their village burned to the ground. Oh. Wait, who, who is this? Is this someone from Uthaid? It's Aurangzab. Aurangzab. their name is Marathis. I remember Marathis. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> So I might have to go pay them a visit soon. Would you mind if I joined you? You can come with, but I I might have you wait outside until I well, warn them. Here's, here's the thing. He he said not the stranger, but I am not known as the stranger. You are so still very like, strange, so... I mean, this is true, but I feel like I've gotten better as far as talking to people. <laughs> Look. I do remember, I, go... I think I might know why, because I was incredibly rude to him the first time that we met. Oh, you think, uh, is that it? <laughs> I do remember trying to intimidate him, even. Yeah, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Remember you smiled and it freaked him out? The smile, yes! I smiled at him, and apparently it intimidated him. Ah, so you, so you do remember. <laughs> I remember it all. So, I might go, and I will have you wait outside, and I will give him adequate warning, and, you know, Marathis can decide if you can come in or not. Well, what if I came along as well? I'm sure that you. you. I'm sure. I'm sure that Marathis would be fine with meeting you. <laughs> Fair enough. It's nothing personal, love. You just do come off as quite. Um, uh, what is the word? Abrasive. Intimidating. <laughs> All of us come up with the word. <laughs> oh, best. You have a new kopesh sheath. Uh, a new scabbard. Yeah. I do. Yes. What do you do with the old scabbard? Maybe I just, I switch them out? You could put it in Kiel's face. I was going to say, I could hold on to, I can hold on to whatever <laughs> extra things you need. Sure. It's what the mask is for. Remember how Marathus was telling, that's his name, right? Mar yes, Marathus. That no, is wait. correct. 
Erasmus is my friend. No. Who's uh Matt, Matt Lal. Matt Lal was telling Matt us Lal. about how uh you, most places require peace ties. That is correct. But we maybe we should just put our weapons in your mask. If that is what you wish. I can also store them in my lantern. Fair enough. Alec, I think because your quiver can hold your bow, you might want to hang on to it that way. So you hand me your kopesh. Uh, yeah. While I'm looking at this sheath, just because I don't know, Kiol is all is fascinated by mostly construction of things, and since mm-hmm. he's looking both at the kopesh, the new sheath, and the old sheath, and okay. I just want to, I just want to see what I can find. Uh, if there's a specific skill you'd like me to use, it sounds like investigation is what you would use. Very well. Okay. So close. <laughs> twenty. It was 20. yeah. It was almost a natural twenty, but it's twenty total. Uh, Kiel, you've you've done like consulting work with Alec before, right? That is correct. The old Kopesh scabbard is exactly the type of his like the culture that he was studying on his big expedition, like the last big expedition that he did down in um, Dokugan. Mm. Oh shit! Bust. Uh, yeah. Just out of curiosity, where did you get this Kopesh? Oh man, you know, uh, God, it's been a long time. Alex takes the Kopesh, snatches it out of <laughs> Kiel's hand, lifts it up into the light to like read the blade and then reads the inscriptions. And, yeah, and then l- glares. Wait, hold on. I'm not done with that. <laughs> I can tell you exactly where she took it. She took it from one of the lords of the Sumerim in the Dokugan Valley. Who's a what now? What? This is where the one sword went. What? You took it, and he takes. He's gripping the Kopesh by the blade now, but is pointing the handle at you, Bass, and says, you <laughs> took it from me. I've been searching for this. Blood's just, like, running down his head. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> you! From, from you? What do you mean? I was Hold on that. a... I was on a ship. Yes, and I was on that ship. There was a Sumerim river civilization in current-day Bativan. There was a legend of the resting place of the lords of the Sumerim. I was on said expedition. Only two of the swords of the lords of the Sumerim remained, and Tobias took one, and I had the other. However, as we took the boat over to the other side of the bay, I decided to go by land because I did not want to take an extra day or so via sea, and he returned to Lindal with the sword. But as I returned to Lindal myself, I found my sword was missing. Hmm? Hmm. What say for yourself? What say you? Uh, well, you know, I saw it, and I thought... Hey, that looks really cool. Uh, and I took it. So you're a thief. Here's the question. Alec, if it's such an important weapon, why did you just leave it lying around? It wasn't. It was in mm. my bag. Mm, I'm pretty sure it was by the stairs. No, you are sorely mistaken, dear. Okay, hold on. There are two stories being told here. She says that it was by the stairs. You say it was in your bag. Now. You know me, Kiel. Do you think I would leave such a precious historical item just haphazardly around? I do believe that you believe it was in the bag the entire time. However, certain facts might be escaping both of you that might indicate that it left the bag without your knowledge and ended up by the stairs where she picked it up Mm. by deductive reasoning. Mm. This is an option. I would know because I took it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, in fact, was was also on that (laughs) ship and (laughs) took it out of your bag and left it by the stairs for no other reason. (laughs) For no reason, yeah. For no reason whatsoever than out of tomfoolery. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. 
All this time I thought Tobias took it. Meanwhile, it's been next to me for many months now. <laughs> Is it to Tobias or Tobias? Tobias. It's Tobias. I say his name wrong occasionally to spite him. To spite him. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's bad. Fair enough. Well, it appears that this sword once did belong to Aelic. You know, I did see a man that was not you with this blade. He set it by the stairs. And that's when I took it. And what did this man look like? Okay, so I describe Tobias. All right. Well, then. Interesting. Well, I would say this kopesh does belong in the museum, but seeing that it's... It belongs in a museum. Seeing that it's been quite outside of a museum for so long, and it still looks as good as the day I found it, I would say it's in good hands. Well, thank and he you. he hands it back to you. Drop that fucking ice. <laughs> <laughs> Technically... He stole it first. Tech, this is true. If we are speaking of technicality, Paz did not steal it. She simply found it. And if I did steal it, I didn't steal it from you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So technically, you are a thief, but not the thief of Alec. You are the thief of to Tobias. 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 Well, maybe you try and say it without a little bit m less animosity in your voice. Just going to point that out as somebody who is trying his best not to, you know, sound like an... Sourpuss. What did you say I sounded like, my dear? An asshole. Oh. <laughs> ah, yes. I, I do think Bast should probably apologize. I, I am sorry. As most of the people in this room know, and there's no use keeping it a secret anymore, uh, I am sick and have very bad impulse control because of this. Um, so I, I do apologize. Now, you've never told Aelic this before, so he's hearing this for no. the first time. Yeah. yeah, you haven't told... I didn't I'm tell the only one that does either. it. Yeah, so Bell Bell like, know either. what do you mean you're sick? Yeah, uh, double back on that part. What? She kind of like... She says this super nonchalantly, because at this point, she's gone through this conversation so many times. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. She's like, ah, no big deal. <laughs> Uh, she's just... Meanwhile, Belmore and Aelic is like... <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> she's she's very casually like, oh, I'm terminally ill. Yeah. Oh! This is correct. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've actually been dying since I was 16. Well, you ain't dead yet, so I think you're fine. And he winks. How did you describe it to me? It was like having something growing in your, in your head? Yes, uh, I have... Um, what the doctors have called a uh, mass growing on my brain that prohibits self-control, basically. If I have a thought, I act on it. Well, um... That explains a lot about you, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I wasn't going to say it that way, but yes, that. And then she, like, you know when people are like, oh yeah, and they stick their, like, finger in the air? Eureka. Like yeah. Eureka, I found the soap. Like the Eureka moment. She's like, oh yeah. Oh. Also, this pendant that I wear stops it from getting worse, which is probably the only reason I'm still alive. I'm glad that you're wearing it then. Mm. Aye. And that explains a lot from our conversation. We're in our room, aren't we? I thought we were in our room. I thought we were too. I got my letter from the barkeeper when we went down oh, for yeah, breakfast. Oh yeah, that's right. I sort of thought this conversation was happening in y'all's room. I yeah, kind of did. Yes. Okay, yeah. this one yes. can happen. So I went down, got the letter, got breakfast, brought it up upstairs for everyone, and then we've been having this conversation in the room. Okay, yeah. Cool. Sure, yeah. Let's go with that. Okay, cool. Yes. Retcon, handle. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you want to tell them about the reason why we are here? Fast gets like, oh, oh, um. What does that mean? Yeah, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Uh, I think it would be best for them to know. Yeah, I feel like now at this point you have to tell us whether you wanted to or not. Uh, you don't have to tell them. No, no, it's okay. I, I was, you know that I was given a mission by Madrigal. Yes? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Madrigal has told you to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, That's true. This particular mission... It it goes against my morals. I I can't do it. And I honestly, I don't know why I came here. Maybe I was just buying time. I don't know what to do. Well, what is said mission? Yeah, what's what's got you all freaked out? She asked me to to poison Omicon. Alec upon that drops his mug of coffee <laughs> and his face just goes pale. Do you have any idea what that can do to an empire? Why? Many of the empires I've researched was because of traitorous business like this. The fuck is Madrigal doing? This is why I'm not comfortable with it. I don't know. Who gave her these orders? Well, that's the thing. The reason that I'm here, not just here in this tavern, like here in the new, in the new world, I'm a part of an organization called the Daughters of Helios. Morgan is also a member of this organization. It was this organization that arranged for us to be on this mission. But what is your purpose? Why does Morgan want to kill the Olmecon and destabilize this entire civilization and region? I'm not sure exactly why she wants to kill him. Because you realize it's people aren't stupid. If he dies just mere days after a bunch of strange, pasty people come walking into town, they're going to pin it on us. Which is why I, I did not understand why she asked me to do such a thing. It, it, I don't see how it would further our goal. Is it because she wanted you out of the way? I have been thinking about this for a little bit. What if she sent you on this impossible mission and say that we don't do it, we die trying. Say that we do do it, we die after we get caught. We can't, we can't confirm that. We should not speak in absolutes. But we, don't, we can't see the full picture. It could be a reason why it happened. We should not rule it out. Regardless, I think killing the leader of a civilization who have been very hospitable to us and just scorning it and going to kill their leader. I don't think Morgan or your organization, the Daughters of Helios, was it, has our best interest in mind or their best interest. What do the Daughters of Helios even do? They are seekers of wisdom, knowledge... Honestly, I didn't really listen when I joined. I only joined because every doctor that I've ever been to has told me no, has told me there's nothing I can do, has told me there's no hope. And I learned of, well, a magic tome, a tome called the Tome of Healing. And I thought maybe it could save me. Which I think is a totally normal assumption, but... You must realize that there are other ways to gain knowledge than via destruction. Trust me, it wasn't my order. I don't know why they would do this. Perhaps I should write to Irva and, and clarify. Maybe Madrigal cut it wrong. Who's Irva? Oh, she's she's my commanding officer. Is she part of this Daughters of Helios? Yes. Then I wouldn't risk it. 
because chances are you are but a pawn in their plans. Alig speaks wisely in this. If they assume that you are having doubts about the mission, they might send somebody somebody to do the job. Yes. And take care of us at the same time. Exactly. At least now, they are working under the assumptions that we are none the wiser, that you are going ahead with the plan without question. We should try and keep up that guise as long as possible. I agree. Same. As much as it pains me to say yes, because I want no part of this. We also need to figure out, you know, how we get Bast out of this. Yeah. Whether or not Bast decides to go through with it or not, we are are friends here, and we gotta figure out... Well, it's simple, really. I mean, the plan itself would be difficult, but we could always kill Morgan and... Oh, oops, they died of a disease at the New World. Our immune systems weren't accustomed to it. I mean, I don't know if we can trust her, but I... I don't want to kill her. I'd prefer her not to die, if... However, she has proven to not have our best interests, nor the people of Uthmade. Well, we don't know that either. We don't know what kind of a ruler Omekon is either. This is true. true. We are working on third-party assumptions, for the most part. We cannot assume we have all of the answers right now. Let's... Should we gather information? Like the researchers that half of us here are? Indeed. And the other half, you know... Are you ready to become researchers? Because I think that it would be very fun. It is very fun. (laughs) I don't think I'm cut out for that. What makes you say that? What makes you guys say that? You never know until you try. My brain is literally deteriorating. You know what? Yes, and you're not dead. Are you? Exactly. You're not (laughs) dead yet. You're not dead, so you're still some use to us. I think that, Bas, you you do have a pass in this instance in the fact that you cannot help your ailment. <laughs> well, my intelligence score is only eight. <laughs> kind of stupid. Guys. I like that better game. What is your whiz? What is your whiz? That is, that is an interesting more... point, though, because Elsie has the same amount of intelligence as Gregory. <laughs> Holy shit! You're right. <laughs> so either Elsie should be more stupid, or Gregory should be more intelligent. I mean, no, you can roleplay your character however you want. I think that's it's good. fair. That's, That's really- I have I have zero formal education. That's true. But I mean, it's just funny. Like if you technically go down to it, they're the same. They're exactly as smart as each other. Mechanically the same. Mechanically the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Elsie, you can provide assistance in the religion religious studies because I, for one, am That's not true. very uh, knowledgeable when it comes to that. In fact, I am not very knowledgeable at all. You'll probably be interested in learning about you know their cultures and everything here. Yeah. I might be able to help with that and seeing how, not front line, so to speak, because they're obviously not in war, but how the region's geopolitical stance has changed. So, are we sort of in an awkward half agreement that <laughs> we <laughs> we are going to get more context before we make any decisions. We cannot be for certain that Captain Madrigal has our best or our worst interests at heart. We cannot be certain that well, Omicon is... I'm pretty sure Madrigal is just following orders as well. That's true, so we can't yes. totally blame Madrigal for this either. I think this is the only way forward. She... I... I don't know, guys. When I spoke to her, she wasn't herself. She wasn't my friend. She wasn't Morgan. She was someone else. Wasn't herself? She might have gotten in a fight with her superior then, and they demanded obedience from her. Or magical intervention. This is also true. 
yeah, like the the non magic users amongst us, I, like it, magic can do really really weird stuff. Charm magic is quite useful. It could have literally not been her. Yes. Could have been a vessel for someone else's goals. Oh God. We we can't know until you know we get a little bit further, but. <sighs> so let's let's start. By doing what we do best, and that's gathering intel and context. That's what we do best. Most definitely. It's one of the things, look, <laughs> I'm trying to instill some sense of confidence in but us we, because I am terrified. I, right I, now. I don't feel confident about anything. I, I agree with your bravado, but we have not been a group for very long to determine what is our best and worst skills <laughs> as a group. Uh, let's be honest. At least making you people laugh. To limbo in that fucked up time. I, All right. How, how about I this? did not drag us anywhere. What, hold, My father dragged us. How about this? How about, because I do feel we, we must act somewhat quickly before they get suspicious. What, what if we, we split up and some of us uh, speak with the lore master and some of us investigate the, the local church? Okay. All right. I'm okay with that. I would also add on to that what kind of a leader Olmey Khan is. Yeah, I think both, both groups could uh, investigate what's uh, the political standing. I think the most charismatic of us should ask those questions. We are strangers in these lands. We are outsiders. I know Marathis, so that gets us something. True, but most who might have an opinion on this might not wish to speak to others who do not understand their ways. I personally cannot provide any advice. May I suggest, on top of asking out in public places, maybe going to shadier areas, because if... Ome Khan, let's say, is more of a totalitarian type of ruler. Public disdain of him might not be allowed. So if you go into shadier places, you might get a more truthful answer. Hmm. This is an interesting suggestion. You and I could probably handle that, Alec. I agree. Potentially in the evening. For now, we have all day. True. There are things we like can to, do. Who would like to go to the Lord Keeper and Marathis with me? I mean... I, I would like to meet Marathis sometime. Me maybe too, not considering I never got to see Aurangzab, really. I woke up and everything was on fire. Next thing <laughs> I know, I'm vomiting in a cell with you guys. So I will introduce you guys to Marathis at a later time, but do you want to go to the church, Elsie? Yeah, I think for, for now, yeah, I, I'll definitely go to the church. Okay. Yes. Unikai and I will go with you, Belmore. Okay. I would like to go to the church with Elsie as well. I... I feel like I must pray to Alma at this troubling time. Would you give Marathis my best? There's some uh, a personal matter I would like to address uh, over at the church. Of course. I can do that. Shall we meet you at the church, or shall we meet you back here? Meeting back here for dinner. You know, give ourselves as much time as we need, need to today. If we cross paths again, we cross paths. Very well, then. The three of us will go to Marathis. The three of you shall go to the church. The Loremaster's library is on the other side, the stream. Uh, you see off to the right this like sort of farming thing where these like this mm -hmm. uh, irrigation setup right here in front of you, and like delving into this jungled area is this big stone building. The outside of which has the, has like this walkway with uh, pillars, sort of uh, Greek. Mm -hmm. Cool. I get you. That's badass. You can actually all. Go inside the building. The building is huge. Oh, that's mm. true. So you don't have to wait outside. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the largest buildings here, other than the pyramid. And this is a library? Mm-hmm. 
It's the <gasps> lore master's library. As soon as they walk in, Belmore just goes fucking starstruck. <laughs> All three of us are just like in awe of whatever is in front of us. Like, what do we see as far as like books go? So, you know, you walk up the stairs through like a line of pillars and then you go through these huge double doors, and then you come inside to see floor-to-ceiling bookshelves in this, like, 30-foot-tall building, going back as far as the eye can see, basically. There's no external light. All of the light in here is from bioluminescent plants inside of glass spheres that are emitting this, Ooh. like, lavender light tone. You can see no light source that involves fire. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> of course. You can see people who, by their dress, are are clearly come here to study something. And you can see, uh, by a uniform, people who are there to assist people in finding books, organize the books, perform other duties. Yeah. Well, I mean, librarians. Yeah. Let's call them librarians. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> There's words for things. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of bookshelves. Some people. Not very many people. This reminds me of home. Before it was destroyed. This is perfect. This place is a dream. Indeed. The Belmore Manor could only imagine to be this incredible. There's a Belmore Manor? Yeah. It, it's not It's not as impressive as this, though. He's just, like, very dismissive, just like a little hand wave. Like, it's not that impressive. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Belmore, do you yes. come from wealth? I mean, how else did you expect me to get as many doctorates as I have? But yes. Where do you come from? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, uh, you already know where I come from. Well, I don't really like to talk about it all that much, mostly because I, I I can't go back there, so it's it's kind of hard. But you know, I understand. Maybe another time. Listen, before my father dragged me back home, I never thought I'd ever see Zan Hakaren again, and to return was honestly. Something outside of my wildest dreams. So I understand what it means to not be able to go home. Mine is not so much, you know... I'm obviously from this plane. It's not like, you know, it, it's it's impossible to get home. Ah. It's the people there don't want me. I can't I exactly get, go back there. But doesn't matter. This place is even better than home. Hmm. It's my new home away from it. Well, I am sorry. Let's go find more of this. Very well. <laughs> He they just briskly both, starts walking. Both Unikai and Kiel just sort of look at each other with sort of a somber look and then walk slowly behind Belmore. I am going to go find the nearest person who is dressed like a librarian uh -huh. and I'm going to ask them because that just seems like the smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen. Uh, excuse me, uh, I have a quick question. Uh, do? do you know where Marathis is? Takita. Um, where do you know? And just starts like, like pointing towards the staircase, like with a questioning look or. Dukitiki Naro. I apologize. Uh, he just pulls out the note and offers it, and just because he he doesn't totally know how to speak the language yet. He's he hasn't started learning. All right. Oh, this person reads the note and they say ah, or they don't. They don't say ah. They they go. <laughs> they they can read it. They just start walking. I'm gonna follow. <laughs> I will follow as well. Confused. Pretty soon, you see Marathis with a big cart of books that he's like organizing onto a bookshelf. Thank you, and does like a little like I just signed thank you because that's what I do when I talk normally. But he probably does some like show of gratitude. Uh yeah, I think when you do when you do this, they seem to understand that. Okay, perfect. Thank you. 
<laughs> Kiol sees Mathis up ahead and just sort of vanishes. I'm gonna just try and hide. Into a shell. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and hide. I cast meld with bookshelf. <laughs> so, would you like me to roll a stealth check? Uh, sure. Or you can just go behind another bookshelf and look at other books and not have 19. to pretend to hide. Yeah. Well, I'm hidden now. <laughs> okay. That's exactly what I do, but I do it just so quietly that nobody sees me. Ah, yes. Hello, doctor. Hello. Who is your, um, who is your companion? Oh, uh, this- Are you made of metal? Indeed I am. Yes, uh, this is my friend Unakai. Pleasure to meet you. What kind of metal are you made from? He shakes your hand. But he's he's. I do it very gently. <laughs> he, as I, he's been looking at her arm the whole time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like when you go to shake hands, he's he yeah he, he like goes forward and shakes the hand, and he's like looking at the hand, like <laughs> what kind of metal are you made from? It is not a metal that is normally found in this plane. I see. It can also do this, and she will transform the arm. Into the cannon, and you make ah, sure to point that down. A metal that can change its atomic structure. I assume when exposed to an electric current. Indeed, <laughs> with the with the twisting of your mustache and everything. <laughs> <laughs> My mustache. husband made this entire chassis for me. Is is he from another plane, or are you are you both from another plane? We are indeed. How did you end up here? You remember the stranger, of course. You mentioned him in your note not to bring him. Oh, we don't need to well, talk about him. <laughs> no. We do. Con- the stranger is her husband. Considering, yes, he is my husband. I see. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Looks so dejected. My husband can be a very passive-aggressive person. Overwhelming man. Indeed. He is a lot for many people. But he has a good heart and an even more extraordinary mind. And I believe at some point you would like to apologize. I also believe he would like to apologize to you. Just you say that a little bit louder. Passive aggressive, making sure Keol is hearing, like, I think he wants to apologize. I think he wants to apologize. <laughs> yes, he wants to apologize. Turning. You hear that, douchebag? You say you're sorry. Anyway, as we were saying. <laughs> Yes, yes, very well. Kiel? Kiel doesn't just appear. (laughs) He doesn't appear behind him like Batman. (laughs) He does kind of, like, step out from behind Unakai very slowly. Hello, Mathis. It's Marathis. (laughs) I apologize. You don't seem too perturbed by my face, by the way. I know you're from another plane. Ah, I suppose that softens the blow. We warned him. I'd be a, a little bit underwhelmed if you wore a mask and you just had a totally normal face. <laughs> this is true. I would like to apologize for the way that I treated you when we first met. I came across as quite uh, intimidating and creepy when we first met. Yes. <laughs> I did not intend to make you uncomfortable. And because I did, I would like to apologize. Very well. I accept your apology. Wonderful. Now you had questions about my wife's chassis. 
Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> we start like going back and forth. I like start describing like all the different techniques that it used, and I even tell him like all the, like the the different methods of working adamantine, especially with like how we the gith would do it. Like I, I start like going one on one intellectually with him. He opens up pretty quick after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's uh, jump over to the church crew. This fairly sizable building here is the church. Um, unlike in Grokvale, where it'd be like, this is a church to this god. If you worship another god, this is not the place for you. This appears to be the only church in the city. And this church, this is a, a church of the 12. It's for all religions, all spiritual practices. That are common in this continent. Well, yeah, uh, the 12 refers to the uh, pantheon of 12 that's worshipped in Nyasar. I guess you wouldn't know this until you go inside, but it's it's not exclusionary if you practice a different sort of spirituality that doesn't directly worship the deities. In my experience, sometimes different gods from different religions are just the same god by two different names. Yeah. That's oh, that's point. true. Well, I certainly wouldn't doubt it. Uh, you do see some people who appear to be experiencing homelessness who are outside the church, and they're being fed by, like, some sort of priest. There's a lot of different words that for people who are a clergyman. found at church, churches. A clergyman. Sure. A clergy person. Monk. Clergyman. Man of the cloth. Yeah, monk, monk has a specific context in D&D. I guess that's that, fair, but that's it's like, also... If I, said, if I said you see a monk feeding homeless he's not people, a martial you'd be like, artist. oh, he's about to kick our ass with yeah, a, with I'm a staff. Yeah, I'm with my fist. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a knuckle sandwich. Yeah. What are you looking for at the church? Well, we walk in and like, what do we see? Not most of the church is taken up with this, but there is a small area for someone to speak and people to sit and listen. The other areas, it almost seems more like a hospice large sections of the building are devoted to facilitating feeding people experiencing homelessness or curing people of wounds or trauma of various kinds and there are there seem to be spiritual guidance and speeches and sermons is like a part of it but it's not like the whole building is dedicated to that but there's like people here you can see Based on the robes, like who is a clergy person and works at the church and who is a people that are here for the services that are provided. Are there statues or shrines to the different gods? Yeah, I think maybe it's shaped like a dodecahedron and at each of the, like each of the far sides is a shrine to one of the 12 divines. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there a specific person that seems like they're in charge? Or would know something? There is like a cleric looking person who seems available for providing spiritual guidance who's just kind of not doing something at the moment. They're just like waiting for somebody who needs help. They're dressed in these gray robes. They're not just like a clergyman who works at the church. They're like a cleric to one of these deities. Alec is going to find a shrine to Alma or the Nyasar equivalent. Hmm. Would you know that? Roll an insight check. Yeah, I think 14 is high enough. Uh, You find a shrine to a god that seems focused on knowledge, a knowledge god. They seem to be named Tatal. Helig starts to pray to uh, Tatal. Okay. I think, uh, you know, like, 
does it seem like Alig expected us to follow, or he just, like, went off? Just went off. So, yeah, I yeah. think this cleric, like, notices Alig, like, seems like he knows what he wants here, and so she doesn't address him as she goes mm-hmm. by. But the two of you still standing by the entrance, she's going to come up and address you. Hello, my name is Rosario. I'm a cleric here. Is there anything that I can help you with? Um, um, we both <laughs> say um in tandem. <laughs> well, we're, we're new here. I suspected as much. Yeah, we don't really have any knowledge about the religion of this place, but we're interested. We're curious about it. Well, um, are you familiar with the Uthmela? To some degree. Okay, well, um, most, uh, most peoples in Nyasar, like the Uthmela and the Abazwe, and many of the other tribes and cultures. Who are the Abazwe? That was the culture that I'm originally from. But the twelve deities are recognized by most peoples who live in Nyasar. Who are the twelve deities? I don't have, actually have names for all of them, but she lists a few. The ones that I have, for example, are Titol, Helio and Saitar, Nayunet, and Oyakan. Have you ever heard a rumor about a thirteenth god? I had been starting to hear rumors about new gods entering Izulhan. It was it was a phenomenon that uh, happened in some Uthmela villages, but unfortunately, I think the best place to learn about that would have been Arangzab. Yeah. Well, anyway, I have heard the rumors, though. You're not interested in following those gods, are you? No, absolutely not. Okay. I don't mean to judge your spiritual path. It's just that I I can't personally help you down that path. We have had some unfortunate run-ins. With, with the people who do? Yes. I see. So it would, it would benefit us if we knew anything about who they are, you know? Is there any other place we could perhaps learn more about these gods or their worshippers? Well, it's a relatively new phenomenon, and we don't really tolerate the, the worship of those gods here in Uthaid. So there, there, pro- there wouldn't be one here in the city, probably? I, I mean, you might find somebody who secretly worships those newer gods here in Uthaid, but our, our lore keeper, I don't think, has any published materials about those, seeing as they're more new, Mm -hmm. I might be able to answer some basic things about them, but I I really haven't delved too deeply into it. I I did have another question. Yes? Your ruler, uh, Mm -hmm. is, are they, oh, are they worshippers? Do they worship, do they outwardly worship one of these deities, or all of them? Or? The the Khan does not worship the Twelve. The Khan is among them. Uh, oh. Whoever the current Khan is, is considered number 13. They are the spiritual leader of the Uthmela people, and our emperor. I see. How did they get chosen? They are chosen by the Twelve. Right. Uh, 
And is this a ceremony that takes place, or...? When we have need of a new con, we have a, a head cleric that interprets the will of each of the twelve. I'm the head cleric of Nayunet. We interpret the will of the twelve, and we figure out who they want as the next con. Olme has been con for 17 years. Has Uthaid prospered in that time? We've Elsie had... probably doesn't know the word prosper, actually, no. <laughs> we have, have had Have things some... been going well? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have had some hardships lately, but I don't think they're the fault of the Khan. Of course not. We've had better rulers, but I think the gods chose Olme for a reason, and I don't see any specific reason to doubt that they made the right choice. I wouldn't think so. Elsie, if you would perhaps excuse me and um, this lovely cleric here, uh, I, I would like to ask her a, a private question. Okay. Which is there a moon goddess? A sitar. Okay. I'm going to excuse myself and head towards the shrine of Sitar. So what is it that you were wondering about? Yeah, well, you see, my... Little friend over there. Mm-hmm. She uh, is also a cleric. I see. We recently have been through an experience. Okay. And she is going through something that she isn't really open to talking about. Okay. All of that to say, I was wondering if there was a way that one could commune with the gods? Um, yes. There is a way to commune with the gods, but it requires a great deal of faith and dedication. A.K.A. a shit ton of DMT. Well, I think it's, I think it is like a, maybe a fourth level spell. I see. Perhaps a, a specific prayer? I, I simply wish to plead with her deity, she's lost. What, what do you mean she's lost? I fear she has lost touch with her deity, and I wish to plead with her deity to return. When you say she has lost touch, do you mean she is no longer able to channel her god's will? I am not totally sure. As I said, she doesn't want to talk about it, but I, I fear that is the case. That has been known to happen from time to time. It is a known phenomenon, unfortunately. Is there any way to fix it? It it has been done before, but it's more often that when someone loses the connection with their god, that it, it never returns. Bast kind of gets this, like... Like, her face kind of drops, mm. and you can tell she's, like, sad. I approach the statue of Sitar, mm-hmm. and I just put my hand, like, I don't know, how, how big is the statue? Is it, like, a huge statue? The, I think the statues are all, like, eight feet tall. I put my hand, like, on the statue's leg or something, and I just say, Forgive me for what I've done. Everything that I've done. How long did it take for you to realize that this place would be your safe haven? 
I've been worried about you. I wanted to make sure that you were okay, and so I just want oh. to know how you got here. I know. I knew immediately that this would be my safe haven. All the Uthmela know that if all else fails, there's a place for you in Uthaid. Good. How many of the rest of the village survived? Well, not everyone, but mm. the majority. Good. And Good. I- Iberia did valiant work to make sure that as many people as possible got out. After we had left, did the outsiders immediately pull back? The outsiders? The arsonists? Yes. Yes. They tried to take us down, but we fought them off. They didn't come in very large numbers. Mm. Good. After we were taken, we were worried, so I was worried. I also was worried. Some of them fell while fighting. I'm not really sure what happened to them. But don't worry, we're safe here in Uthaid. Iberia, do you know where she might be? She came with me. She she might have left. She's not one to sit still. (laughs) I see. You don't know where a good place to try and find her might be? You could try looking for her at the militia barracks. Do we have a map of this place? I don't think your characters have a map of it. We have to get Aelig to get on that right away. <laughs> yeah, Aelig's already been drawing one. We just need to go ask him. Indeed. Uh, would you mind giving me directions to where they might be? I'm sure I might be able to find my way there. If you speak to someone by the front, they might be able to get you a map of the city. Um, oh, perfect. excellent. It's a building closer to the entrance. Okay. Oh, I see. When you came in the secret entrance, it's a bit near the Brassica food court. But when you're in that oh. area, it, it should be fairly recognizable which which building it is. Perfect. Understood. Thank you. And then uh, we did have a question of a m- more pressing matter. If I am correct in my knowledge, we at one point had spoken about a deity of dubious intention that whose name we should not speak out loud. Ah, one of the newcomers to Ezil Han. Yes. Indeed. You seem to have more knowledge on it than most others. Have you been able to gleam anything else, perhaps? Anything about their orders, intentions, what their goals might be? I have come across something that I think is rather interesting. Oh? You see, I believe there are actually four newcomers to Ezil Han. Ah, he all knows this. I said the names to him. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you all, you, you know that. But Marathas doesn't know that you know that. And also, <laughs> most people don't know that. That's true, so it wouldn't be something like... Was this all you were able to find out? No, nothing about the the cult itself? Well, I, I didn't really want to get mixed up in trouble really interacting face-to-face with any of these worshippers. Understandable. We got we we ended up, you know, mixed up face to face and ended up getting attacked, so several times in fact. It's not it's not specific to any of the, the cultures in Nyasar, but I noticed that no matter where we were, we were attacked by them. They're everywhere. There seems to be some contingent within the Abazway that is latched on to this this new religion, and that seems to be growing quickly in numbers. I don't know what it is about the Abazway that draws them to this, but it's just a trend I've noticed. The Abazway, they are more of a a northern group than the Uthmela. Okay. So the Abazway people are more inclined to be worshippers of this entity. Of the four entities. Four entities. Yeah, that's, that's what I seem to have been noticing. 
Well, that is actually a good place we might start diving deeper. If Is there anything else you could tell us about the Embarrass Way? Perhaps any important people, their, their history in relation to the Uth Mela? Hmm. Well, the Uth Mela is not one of the ancient tribes of Nyasar. The Uth Mela actually, they, they've come together from other more original tribes, so to speak. More of a conglomeration. The Uth Mela are tied to Uthade. People from all, all different tribes, they wanted somewhere where we could be left alone and just be at peace. When Nyasar was controlled completely by tribes, there was a lot of fighting over territory and resources, and a, a lot of people from every tribe felt this way, that it would be nice if we could just have somewhere that we could share and come into a group where everybody understood that we wanted what was best for each other. And, and that was what formed the base group of, of the Uthmela people. The Uthmela people are named after Uthade, not the other way around. It's, it's very interesting. I found a book about it. Where is <laughs> the you, book? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get a copy and send it. Hmm. Where are you staying? We are staying in the Wise Tapia. The Wise Tapia, yes. I'll send I'll get a manuscript of it. I'll send it to you. It's a very interesting read. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Abazwe, it was one of the, the original tribes. It's become much bigger. They were never really an aggressive tribe, but the Abazwe have, have always had reputations as being very skilled warriors. That makes sense. If those were the people that attacked us, my god, it's pretty good. Thank you. All of this sounds super fascinating. Indeed. If you were really so inclined, you might be able to journey north into their their lands. If you found found some Abazwe, and I'm sure there's still most of the Abazwe are still have some sense in their heads. Oh, certainly. They would probably have a great deal of insight into what this what this new religion is is about, and and, and why so many Abazwe are are turning to this this mode of belief. Yes. We shall take that into consideration. It is... Perfect. I was wondering, I have a little bit of a question. I don't know if it's exactly impolite to ask, because, you know, I'm new around here, so please, shut me up, shut me up if it's impolite. I was wondering what your personal feelings on the Olme Khan is. The Khan, he is... He's not a man. He's, he's a god. Right. You have to understand that. Fascinating. The gods weren't there from the creation of the universe. Gods, they were all just people at one time or another. The people who have stepped up and reached into godhood to exemplify something divine that is innately true about the world we live in. That's what we believe, anyway. They took up the mantles of the various things in the world. Yeah. There was always the sea with its storms, but now there is an avatar of those seas, the god of the sea. There is certainly merit to what you say. We personally don't really have a religion where we come from. Interesting. I've done uh, lots of... Uh, I, I, I wrote a, um, a dissertation about the uh, socio-political impact of religions on societies. It was how I got one of my doctorates. Huh. It's fast. Yeah. It's hard, to it's hard to imagine how a society forms without any sort of religion or, or something, something analogous to that that would, that would function as a, a similar tool. May I also have a copy of that? <laughs> of course. Yes. I have a little bit of a personal request. 
Do you have any potential books on how to learn the languages spoken here? Yes. So that I no longer look like an idiot when I'm trying to communicate with people. That would be greatly appreciated if we could perhaps try and learn at least some of the basics. Well, each of the 11 tribes had their own language, and now Uthmela is its own language. That's sort of a bastardized version of two of the older tribal languages combined. So you can definitely see the language roots from the earlier tribal languages of those two in the Uthmela language. Isn't that just common? Isn't that just common? Then common... It's just a bastardization of every other language. You are correct, but this is theirs. It's our own personal. I love it. We we, We do speak common as well. Well, most of us, anyway. You may come across some who have never learned common. Uh, it is very much encouraged that you take common as a second language uh, when you're, when you're mm. studying, because a, a lot of people do speak it. I mean, common was my second language, so... Deep speech was ours. It's one language that can unify communication between tribes. So especially anybody who has has any interest in communicating between tribes, they will likely learn common. But there, there are some who are, you know, they really feel they have no need to communicate between tribes. I don't know why <laughs> you would think that, but... And they'll just learn Uthmela or whatever their ancient tribal language is. Do you have any recommendations on which one to start? Should we learn Uthmela? Well, if you learned Uthmela, then you would you would be able to speak with everyone in Uthade, certainly. That would be perfect. I think I have... I can get you a common Uthmela dictionary... It's yes. not really an instruction manual. You'll have to sort of teach it yourself, but it will have all the words. Bamboo and I are intelligent enough. We can figure it out. <laughs> if I can learn how to say, how to talk in deep speech, I can learn this. Yeah, if I can learn how to speak in common. <laughs> Worst True. experience of my life. Least I language. St- when, when I first came here from my dimension, common was so difficult to pick up. There are so many words that you think they, they mean, sound completely different than how they actually sound. Like, two O's together are never the same across so many different words. Or words that are spelled almost exactly the same, but... Pronounced completely differently, but there's no and indication. And also mean completely different things. Yes, exactly. <sighs> I hated it. It was the biggest hurdle when I immigrated here. Anyway, yes, that dictionary would be perfect. I'll get it for you. Thank you. Should we check in with Aleg? Yes, I think we should check in with Aleg. Well, first, is uh, Elsie within uh, sight distance of Aleg, or is like she's somewhere else? In the- uh, so you, you can see that Elsie and Bast are not together anymore. Elsie's actually gone over to the shrine of Saitar, uh, like a moon god. And I don't. I think actually you don't see Bast at the moment. All right, so I would say Aleg gets on his knees next to her. And then whispers softly, how's it going? I've been worse. Haven't we all? (laughs) (laughs) What I mean with her. I don't think she can hear me. That is troublesome indeed. However, in my two cents, if you will, as someone who does not commune regularly with the gods, I don't mean to sound like an asshole by saying this, but now you know what it's like to be not a cleric. Many of us never actually hear from the gods we worship. But we still continue to do so anyway. That's true. I always just thought I was special, I guess. Which is no fault in that. We all like to think we're all special, but sometimes in the end we're all the same, just in a different vessel. Well, I never expected to be chosen by Chendra. When I was, I felt validated, accepted. Well, I can tell you right now, you are certainly validated and accepted by being part of this great group. The first people from Grokvale to step foot on Nyasar. And we value you. Very much. But without my magic, I'm just a burden. No, nonsense, little. Nonsense. 
Many of times, magic only enhances who we are at our base level. And then with that, Ayla gets up, pats her on the back, and heads towards the door. Hmm. Thank you for saying that. Of course. Anytime. Uh, I sort of look, like, towards Aleg, and then I look, like, where yeah. <laughs> Basta, Bast like was. Like, from, uh, fucking, that like, Quentin Tarantino movie where John Travolta gets out of the bathroom and is just looking side to side, like, where is everybody? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do that. I just do that. <laughs> I would say Aleg looks around as well, and doesn't, does he see Bast? Uh, no. I don't, and Rosario, so. the cleric. Yeah. I don't think you see him. Aleg's going to call out not loudly, because it is a church. Bast. Bast. Where are you? I think let's switch over to Bast, actually. Rosario suggested to you that if you were really concerned about it, you could try praying, and it's possible that you might be able to talk to whoever Elsie's deity is and get some answers that way. Okay. Uh, so I think because you guys can't find her, Bast maybe goes to... A part of the church where it seems like maybe sermons would be held and there's like pews and she sits in one of the pews and she doesn't really know what to do with herself because she's never like prayed before mm-hmm. but she feels like she has to do something with her hands so she kind of like holds on to the pew in front of her and like bows her head a little bit mm-hmm She's speaking out loud, but, like, so quietly. It's, like, a murmur. Like, she's the only one that can hear herself talking. But it is out loud. Right. Okay. Well, I have never done this before. Uh, perhaps perhaps I should have done it sooner, considering my circumstances. Uh, anyways, I'm not here for me. Chandra, if you're listening... Elsie really needs you, and I don't know how to help her. So even if you don't return to her, at least tell me how I can help her. Please, I I don't know what to do. I mean, between Madrigal and Elsie, and I just finally feel like I have a family, but I'm losing her. Please, if you can hear me, assign anything. When you say, please, can you hear me, you get the distinct feeling that there is a presence with you. Hello? Uh, I think... I think I can feel you. You get the impression... It's not like somebody speaking to you. It's not like when you can hear somebody's voice when they, they use the message cantrip to speak to you. It's like something is guiding your thoughts through words, and you hear... You said that you are not here for you. That may be true, but I am. My name is Nayunet, and you have my attention. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of New World, presented by Vitamin Dice. Once again, that's V-Y-T-A-M-I-N, Dice. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. Look out for our social media presence so you can follow this campaign. If you enjoyed the show, want to support us, and are excited for bonus content, then you should become a patron on our Patreon. Just look for Vitamin Dice. 
And remember, 9 out of 10 doctors recommend a regular dose of vitamin D, and the D stands for dice.